0: At www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part two of three, entitled "I Am Not God." And if you go to the Rocky Mountains, if you go to the uh, what's that big park out there west in uh, Wyoming, huh? Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, Yeah, the Grand Canyon is what I was thinking. My goodness, if you've been out there, you just stand back in amazement. Somebody had a very creative mind. And he decided he was going to make this. Now, we're getting ready to go to Hawking Hills. And if you've never been to Hawking Hills, you should go there. That's in our own state. And it will bring God's handiwork out, like hardly any other place I know of here in Ohio. Beautiful. Anyways, let's read the verse. Being understood, halfway through the verse, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without what? They have no excuse. What about the people in Africa? They have no excuse. And you know what? I believe God puts, in Ecclesiastes, it talks about God placed eternity in our hearts. I think God puts things in our hearts that draw us. And we can read in Deuteronomy, we can read in Jeremiah, that if you search for God with all of your heart, you know what it says? You shall find him. Okay. People don't believe God exists because of the consequences of believing. Now, we know that from living in the USA. They're taking God out of everywhere. Out of the schools. Believe me, it will happen. We're going to see the day when they'll take God out of our churches too. That's where they're headed. It it never stops. Okay. Let's stop right now and let's look at what we talked about earlier. When someone creates something like a book... He or she becomes the author, right? And author, witty, really authority comes from the word author. Now, Norma, if you go and you write a book, we will call you the author. And if you say, "I like to sell this book for ten dollars a piece," I have no right to come up to you and say, "Now, Norma, don't you realize most people are." are very poor these days and without jobs, you should sell that book for $5 a piece. You know what? I have no right to tell Norma what to do with it. She's the author of it, right? If she wants to tear page 24 out and totally eliminate it from her book, she can. She's the author of it. If God exists and... he. And and he made everything, then he has to right to rule his creation. Is that right? He becomes the author, the creator. And he even has the right to rule all of us people. Because he created us too. Okay? People don't believe God exists because they want to do as they please. And boy, Rachel, didn't we see that on the Friday? Amen? down at the water park I've never seen hairdos like this in my life I have never seen (laughs) rings one guy had this huge earring this big around stuck through his ear and it had a hole that size had to be because he had to push it through there big old plastic thing People don't believe that God exists because they want to do exactly how they want to, how they please. Now, go to Romans chapter 1. I'm not done with my story, but I'll save a little bit here. Romans chapter 1. You are maybe in Romans. Yes. Go to verse 28. But before you go there, the problem with people doing as they please. Now, listen to this the problem with people doing as they please. It's that their choices result in chaos. The Bible says it and I can see it in our own world. We are probably in the most chaotic time of this world than maybe ever. I don't know it says back in the days of Noah they were continuously evil. But all I see today is people continuously evil and wicked. But look at verse 28. Look what happened. Look look what, what happened here. And even as they, verse 28, And even as they, people, did not retain or maintain God in their knowledge. That's where they went wrong. They took God out of their knowledge. They rejected and turned their back on the Creator. That created them. Look what what God did. God gave them over to a reprobate, or what that means is a worthless, good-for-nothing mind. To do those things which are not convenient. And we talked about the animal world this morning. And I'm here to tell you, you know this, the animal world is often, has a whole lot more wisdom than us people. They do what they were supposed to do. Look what he did. Verse 29. Being filled. This is what he did. He gave them over. Gave them over to their own wickedness. Verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness. Fornication. Young people, that means sex outside of marriage. That's what that means. Fornication. Sex outside of marriage. Why can people, young people, it's so... Even in our churches, that's why I want to say something about that this morning. I pray every day for my children that they will be pure when they walk up to the altar. Yeah. If I find out, and, and, and you know what, that's why those pretty girls wear pretty white gowns. It, it, it's a picture, it's supposed to be a picture of purity. Right. But God gave them over the fornication. That's why we have the fornication problem today. Fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, that which means cruelty, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, which means evil mindedness, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventor of evil things and disobedient to parents and the list goes on that's what we saw the other day seriously and i wondered how many of these people that were at the park had broken uh, moms and dads i mean they didn't have any they didn't either didn't have a dad or they were living with some grandparents or I, i just couldn't help wondering about that because we had neighborhood bible time a couple weeks ago at my home church and we looked at that crowd of young children 132 young children and a comment was made that you know what most of these guys came in on the bus today and most of them are from the trailer court and we know that it is a mess it is a sickening worse than animal mess out there at the trailer park it's out of control it's exactly what it's talking about here but the other day when we were at the park, I thought I saw everything. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was everything that you saw. But then we were standing in line, and here's this young couple of the same sex, hanging on to each other, kissing each other. There's a hundred of us standing in line, and everybody was focused on them. They were not embarrassed. They were not ashamed. It was awful. It was so awful, I, I had to teach... Rachel on the way home that her children will probably see that a lot and you know what we will probably see that a lot because it's taking over it sickens me you know it's times like this that I would like to be God for just a moment Mm -hmm. I I would and and if I was none of those would last (laughs) that's true thank you you are right you're right. God is, is uh, what does it say? He is slow to anger. And you know what? If he got rid of those people, then we'd probably be in the same boat. That's probably very true. Amen. Okay, let's keep going. God created, let's look at three more things. God created all things, or if he did, because he did, Then he possesses the power and privileges that are exclusively his. Go to Daniel chapter 4. Daniel chapter 4. I'm going much too slow here and we probably will not get through this. But we will go for until we get through this part of it. Because God created all things, then he possesses power and privileges that are exclusively his. Daniel chapter 4 we're going to look at verse 35 <clears throat> here it shows some of God's power verse 35 and all the, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed that means presumed as nothing who's he talking about? Us. You know, when you start to compare yourself with God, now we love to compare with each other, but when you set that person aside and you compare yourself with God, then you will fall in this category. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed or presumed as nothing, and he does according to his will. Listen now, in the army of heaven, And also among the inhabitants of the earth and none none of us none in heaven or on earth can stay or restrain his hand or say unto him what doest thou I know people and and I'm probably guilty of this a time a few times myself of going to God and say how could you do this to me and that's what the scripture is saying here. I'm nothing. I don't even have a right to go and say, Why God? I don't have a right to do that. He can do what he wants. Now, here's some questions. Do you believe that God has the power to control everything in creation? Are there things that you think escape his attention? No. Okay. By popular vote, we will say then that not only did God create, but can you see that little arrow? It says the power to control. So God has the power to control. Okay, let's keep going. Number two, because God created all things, he has the exclusive right to determine standards of conduct for all people and to judge all people by His standards. Go to Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. I mean we're talking about the author of a book. If you wrote it, you published it, you have the rights to do with whatever you want. Except Romans chapter 9 is a tough one. I surely don't understand it but we're going to read it. I don't believe people, doctors, uh, I'm talking about scholars who got their doctorate degree, can fully comprehend what Romans chapter 9 is about. But nonetheless, let's look at. It. Let's start at verse 17. Well, let's look at verse 15. For he says, that's God, for he, God says to Moses, Romans chapter 9, verse 15. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Now jump to verse 17. For the scripture says unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up. Why did God raise him up? Right, here's the answer. That I, God, might show my power in thee. And that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Why do you think Pharaoh was born? God had a purpose for this man even before he was born, just like Jeremiah. While I was still in my mother's womb, you called me. And this is what he's saying here I have raised you up, Pharaoh, or I raised Pharaoh up for this very purpose. I wanted to show my power in that time and for the rest of the history of time verse 18 therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy and whom he will he will he hardens. now here's, here's what I would say and he has, it brings the question right out here verse 19 and thou wilt say then unto me why does he yet find fault I mean if God has the power and he does whatever he wants through me how come God finds fault with me That's a good question. I'll ask that when I get to heaven. For who has resisted his will? Verse 20. Nay, but O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? God, I didn't want to be a factory worker all my life. I wanted to be a preacher. Well, God decided that he needed a factory worker and you were next in line. And so you got created and today you're a factory worker. And then he needed a preacher and I came along and he said, I'm going to gift you and he, he said, now you're a missionary. I mean, God, God creates whoever he wants to. And we have no right to say, God, I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be this. God is in control. James chapter 4, don't turn there because of time. Verse 12 says, there's one lawgiver. There's one. One lawgiver. And only one, there's none beside him. There's only one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Listen to this. Who art thou that judges another? Okay? Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.matministry.org, or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.